Hey there, patrons. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for being a patron as always. And I'm here with John Ted for more talk. More talk. <laughs> or we should just do like awkward silence after that. Be like, oh, just shit. Like we pauses like <laughs> we're going to reflect on the last 40 minutes of us talking. Oh, my God. It was, it was beautiful. <laughs> it was really a great conversation. <laughs> I, I, and seriously, though, it goes by so fast when you're just like talking to one of your but we, we didn't get to talk at the Stronghearts booth because it was so busy that now it's like we're getting, this is our first time really getting the chance to like chat yeah so let's recording it (laughs) yeah i mean we have to record it or it didn't happen that's right i was actually so let me just for people who don't know um every year i think this was the fourth or fifth year you might know that better than i because you've been at all of them at the strong hearts at the state fair thing yeah so it was the fifth year this year the fifth year and i guess it must have been my third or fourth year i can't remember um to go and just work at this at the strong hearts booth strong hearts Cafe is an awesome vegan restaurant um, in Syracuse, and they've been doing a booth at the state fair. Like every time I say this, I'm like, God, it, it's the state fair with all this animal agriculture stuff everywhere. There's this vegan place with a line perpetually, people like cry, crying out for vegan food at this place. So, John and I have both worked there to get, we've, I think it's been three years that I've been doing it. So, um, yeah. Anyway, I was shocked that you were doing it this year because I knew you have all this other stuff going on. Like what? I just, I don't know. The thing about, the thing about strong hearts and the fair is I know Joel and Nick personally, and I have so much respect for them. And I just love to be a part of something vegan. And the fact that we're at the state fair, which is like animal agriculture capital, the fact that we're selling, you know, the longest line in the food pavilion of vegan food it just means something to me. I don't know. It's, it's, I have a great time when I'm there. I'm selling vegan food. I, I really have a, a thing for carnivals as well. So that's a little selfish part of me. Like on my lunch break, I walk through the, the midway every single time. Oh yeah. And um, right. Yeah, so even though it was busy, I, I booked my time with them months before, uh, Probably could have spent my time a little bit better at the farm, but I don't. I have no no regrets. I love helping those guys out. It's only like twelve days out of my life, so yeah, it's such <laughs> a weird thing. Like as it's as it's leading up to it, I'm a little as it gets. Joel asks me like when I can work, like months before. I'm like, yeah, give me all the days you want. You yeah, I'll take all you want. And then um, as it gets closer, I'm like, oh no, wait, what? What did I agree to? And then I start doing it, and it's exhausting and it's sweaty. But it's yeah. great. It, like it feels like you know, like we were talking in the podcast about advocating in like a <laughs> in an inviting way. I think it, that's it, the word. Like that, that's like, what it feels like. This is a real chicken. How come you guys eat this? Well, Barbara, it's funny you ask that. Yeah. Oh, I know her name's Barbara. Maybe she has a name tag on. But that's yeah. <laughs> just call I just call everyone Barbara at the state fair. Like it's pretty good. Pretty good guess. Men, Remember women. When, uh, you weren't there when I yelled out the wrong name, were you? Did you hear about that? <laughs> I <laughs> I that so. on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. T- wait, what happened? Uh, so Gina, G-I-N-A. Oh, no. <laughs> a sandwich. And I would have said Gina, but Joel handed it to me and said, Gina. So that's what I said. So when I handed the sandwich, the lady goes, Gina. And she was laughing. And I was like, I was horrified. And I'm like, <laughs> 
Of course your name isn't Gina. Why would it be Gina? <laughs> like something else. But uh, that... so everybody that heard me yell the name out, including 40 customers that were standing in line, <laughs> were all laughing at the fact that I yelled that name out. So That is amazing. Thanks, Joel. <laughs> Did he assume that you would know it wasn't Gina? Or was he I'm just guessing, setting I'm you up? He didn't think I would be that dumb and gullible. Is yes, <laughs> and then when I actually said it, he probably lost it. But <laughs> uh, I had a not that. I, it was more of a like an idiotic moment. I was calling out someone's food. I was like Eric, Eric, like calling out Eric. And um, this woman came up to me and she's like, "Oh, is that a blood like you know listed whatever it was?" And I was like. Uh, the name is Eric, like sort of like, I'm not calling out the thing. Don't come trying to get your food from me. I'm calling Eric's name right now. I was really snippy with her. And she's like, it's Aaron. And I was like, oh, here you go. <laughs> totally oh, like, yep. yeah, yep. but well, it's busy back there. So, you know, after that, though, I bet you were like, okay, sometimes people write the wrong name down. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, but it was good. No, it said Aaron. I was just reading it wrong. It was fully oh my, my God. fault. You actually said Aaron? Yeah, it was totally my fault. I was I was being a di- total dick. <laughs> <laughs> Those moments are great. But there was one other thing let me throw out real quick. Okay. There was a guy, I delivered his food, and he had this look on his face. I may have told you this already. That was like, I want to, like, he. I could tell this was a guy that had something he wanted to say to me. <laughs> so I was like, hey, here's your, here's your sandwich. It was super busy. And um, he was like, and I just sort of hesitated so he could say his thing. And he said, I haven't eaten any meat since last year when I came to this booth and I picked up one of your Why, Why Go Vegan pamphlets. Holy cow. See, that's what I'm talking about, man. Yeah, That's so exciting. Like to hear somebody say that, you're like, wow, you know what? Maybe being in the midst of all this animal agriculture is making waves. And it is. People are like, wow, all this vegan food is delicious. And hey, look at this pamphlet. And then they read through it. That a pamphlet like that changed my life too, man. Yeah, it's a trip. It's the, that's that's why I really am excited about that because it feels great to just be out there, just like, hey, here's this great food. Come come try it. And yep. it's vegan. And now please stop killing animals. <laughs> that's, that's right. Yeah, you know you don't have to uh, eat gross, bloody whatever. You can have this all the time. Guess what? If it's undercooked, it's just going to be frozen. It's not going to give you food poison. Well, it could, but it's yeah. not going to give you salmonella or anything like that. E. coli. Yeah. Image these days. Who knows? You know, let's recant that. I'd like to redact that last message. Uh, okay. Redacted. Uh, thank you. So anyway, I think we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about the amazing things that you did. You planned a tour, right? With your, um, with your, with your show. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I did a tour of the animal show a couple of years ago and then I keep trying to redo it and I was going to do it last summer and stop by <laughs> your sanctuary. And then man, talking about like he so the guy i'm dating definitely isn't going to hear this i was going through it like i hadn't dated anybody like literally 20 years and i was oh, like oh shit how do you yeah how do you not go over the edge with not dating for somebody you get so excited you're like i found someone i i really like yeah so as I it was going you ever to it can i hold on to you forever <laughs> yeah that's exactly what happened <laughs> <laughs> and that's not how like adults do it. Like I was still like in 20 year old mode with dating because yeah. I had just like avoided it because I had, would have maybe I may have some like clinginess issues. I'm not going to, you know, uh, <laughs> but I was so fucked up. 
for the whole year that I really couldn't do much of anything else except go to therapy and try to like not like completely destroy this dating thing, which I made it through. Anyway, that's what happened last summer. But I want to do it again and I want to travel to different spots. And going to Mockingbird is one of those things on the list. And we mentioned it in the podcast. Um, But I don't know what else we're going to say about it right now. I just all I want to say is we have an event center right above where Sophie, our cow lives right above where our goats live. It, it seats like, I think up to 80 people, it might only be 60. And I just, I can't wait for you to see the place because I think we could do, I just think we could do a really, really good show there. I don't know if we want, like, I'm not sure. I'm not sure like if we want to combine forces and combine the animal show with something with other live bands or, you know, make a whole day out of it. We, I mean, that's just stuff we need to, we'll talk about when we're not recording our conversation, but, yeah. but I just, the, the possibilities of, of being able to do that, you and I have been talking about it for over a year now, and I'm glad, I'm not glad that you had to go to therapy. I mean, although I am, cause I'm also in therapy and it's the best thing I could have possibly done for myself. I'm learning things about myself that I didn't realize that I was doing. And now that I'm catching myself, I'm able to. I'm able to hopefully make my relationship with Kristen a lot better because of it. So good for you for doing, for going to therapy and, and, uh, there's no shame in that. So I just wanted to say that. <laughs> yeah. I just remembered you posted the day. It was your first day of going to therapy. You posted a picture of yourself. I think they call yeah. those selfies. I don't know if you've heard that term. It was before. a selfie and I took many <laughs> of them because I did not like the angles and stuff, but you know, yeah. it's fun. After I posted that, I had the worst, I had a panic attack because I was like, People are going to think I just want attention. People are going to, and I'm like, nope, I don't care. I'm going to leave it up because if anybody out there is struggling and they see maybe somebody else goes to therapy, maybe it'll nudge them in the right direction because it, it, it can save your life, man. To just, it's, it's simple things that, you know, my therapist said to me, tell me, we talked about something that happened in the past, you know, when I was a kid and it was kind of like a coping mechanism. And he said, you, he's like, it's not that you had a terrible upbringing, but this one instance you did something in your mind to make this instance better or go away and it worked. So in your mind, you're like, okay, check that off. That's how I'm going to fix those situations mm-hmm. from now. And then going in, going into your adult life, you can't do those same things because you're not a five-year-old kid anymore. And it, 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 while it worked for one situation, it's not going to work for everything. So going back and kind of undoing the thing or not, not unlearning, but just being like, how, how does my mind want to handle these situations and how is the proper way? Just kind of sorting that stuff out. It's been a, it's been a lot of not, I don't want to say fun, but it's, it's just, it's exciting to know like, Hey, I don't have to live in this anxiety uh, level anymore. I can, I can break out of it and be a better person, more productive, better for the animals, better for veganism, better for myself. Uh, I'm talking too much. I'm sorry, but no, no, I love that stuff because I, I think uh, I don't know. I like. I think we're both quote unquote oversharers. One hundred percent. I'm a classic oversharer. I call. I said it on the last podcast with Chris Cooney. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but I think it's valuable for us to be oversharers. You know, like a lot of my show stuff is uh, stuff people might not share. <laughs> but it there every single thing I've had like there's in my first show. There's a whole story of me like hiring a male prostitute and trying to have sex with them and not being able to get it up. Like those are the, this is kind of oversharing I do. And I told that story 
at this little thing in Houston. And this guy came up to me just like, oh, my God, thank you so much for telling that story. Because I talked about why I did it and what it like emotionally was like and like the whole thing. Like being oversharers, I think, really helps the people that aren't realize like even if they don't share their shit, they um, uh, they they're able to like see like, oh, my God, somebody else has that thought. I'm not alone. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's a good point. Well, although after you shared that story. Did you beat yourself up? Did you have any anxiety or were you like, that's, that's okay. That's a part of my life that happened. I don't, who cares? Um, I think I felt like, I felt like it was a really like horrible thing to talk about. Like I thought I was being like super daring and I guess it is like, it's not like the thing people like typically get on stage and talk about, but telling that story again and again made me feel less shameful about having done that. Okay. That makes, I mean, that makes sense. Uh, really, in my opinion, it, it shouldn't be shameful at all. It's, it's a, literally a story. It's a part of your journey. You didn't hurt any, but like, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine with the overshare, I guess, because I'm yeah. like, if somebody's going to judge me, then I don't really want them in my life anyway, because they're not on my plane. Not that I'm above them or they're above me. We're just not on that same level. We don't resonate in the same frequency. And that's, that's, to me, that's Okay. As long as uh, there's no hatred involved on the other end, yeah, you know, in which in which case then something there has to be a discussion, and I hate conflict. I'll run away from it until I'm dead. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm oh yeah, I'm the same way. I'm getting better though. Like, and I'm trying. I'm trying. Yeah, what's there? Uh, we should uh, like we should probably wrap this up soon. But I have another major question to ask. <laughs> okay. 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 And obviously you don't have to answer this. Was there something like some kind of turning point that caused you to decide it was time to go to therapy? I almost killed myself twice this year. Wow. Um, I've had, uh, I've had, no one listens to these, right? (laughs) I'm just kidding. To tell you the truth, like maybe like tops four people download the bonus podcast. So, okay. All right. Um, I'm okay with admitting it now because I, these are thoughts that are in my head. I'm not telling you because I want attention or pity. I'm telling you because other people have these thoughts in their head and they need to know that like, it's not okay. You need to get help and don't be afraid to get help. You shouldn't need to do it on your own and you're not alone. But what, what happens with, with me is, uh, I, I just like hate myself. I, I really judge myself. I don't like the sound of my voice. I don't like the look in the mirror. I, I analyze everything that I say in conversation. I'm like, did I say this to make this person mad that I do this? Um, and this spring I worked, uh, I was working at the garden center and it, the other manager had a family emergency for like two and a half weeks. And just, it was me and my assistant manager. And I didn't have the strength to fight off my own demons. And it, they kind of just, I let them all in. If, if, if you will. So mm-hmm. I, I just that self-loathing, like I screwed something up at work, something stupid, like really stupid. Like I forgot to turn off something and I overwatered something for 20 extra minutes, something that people be like, all right, just make sure you don't do that again. I'll let it stew for two days. And then, and then my temper comes in where I want to self harm. So, mm-hmm. uh, seeing Kristen having to deal with that, like it was honestly Chris, conversations with Kristen that, that really motivated me to be like, I need help for myself and I can't let 
Kristen see that part of me anymore. I don't want that part of me to exist. Not not exist. I want to keep that part of me in check. When those when those things start to happen, I want to know breathing exercises, you know, reassurance. Um, for the longest time, I was afraid to go to therapy because I'm like, well, they just want to get paid and they don't want to do this or that. But but now I'm like, you know, you pay a landscaper or uh, somebody to mow your lawn because that's the skills that they have. They're really good at it. They're better than me. at. That's a silly example. But um, you pay somebody to build a house. I can't build a house. Yeah. Uh, I'm paying somebody who went through all the schooling to notice the signs, to see the patterns, to help me operate in a frequency where, you know, where I'm more functional. And, and I love it. That's a very long winded answer. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that's great. Yeah. I, I got to one point where I was sitting at my table and, um, I almost, uh, I almost jammed a pair of scissors into my eye and I don't know if that would have killed me or not, but it would have hurt a lot. Yeah. Um, you start to like, like my, the way my head was, the way I would calm down is to think about doing violent things to myself. Um, which is, that's a good, that's a classic overshare right there. <laughs> I promise you I'm okay. I, I think, um, it's times like that where I start to think about my, my loved ones and all of my responsibilities. And like, I don't think I would ever really do it. I think my temper would make me do something to really hurt myself and maybe, maybe die from it kind of thing. But I would never like, at least at this point, um, plot out, you know, taking my own life and laying everything out so that it was a seamless transition. I just couldn't see myself doing that. So anyway, I started to go to therapy because I'm like, there's no way. I mean, I can't operate like this anymore. I can't analyze every word I've said and stay up all hours of the night. I want to be, I want to be the best version of myself because life is too short to be that miserable. So if you're, if you're listening to this and you need help, don't be afraid to reach out, start with your friends. And if they can't help you, there are all sorts of um, hotlines. There's better help. If you want to go online, I think it's called better help. Yeah. Um, but you can, you can literally get help immediately. So please don't be afraid to do that. Mm. Holy shit. Thanks for sharing that. Oh, that oh, overshare 100%. That's, that's me and you buddy all the way. <laughs> well, I should have said, Oh, holy shit. Thanks for oversharing that. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I'm uncomfortable now. With <laughs> scared. No, actually I'm not uncomfortable at all. Like, uh, I, I want are you also one of those people that people who don't typically overshare do overshare too. Cause that, I, that I kind of get that sometimes what I'm suddenly I'm like, Whoa, this person I barely know. And I'm not considering you that, but like other people suddenly I'll be like, Oh shit, this is a person. It just happened to me in the park the other day. I just ran to this woman who I realized was a music teacher in the neighborhood I knew of. And she started telling me all this like personal stuff. She's like, I don't know why I'm telling you this anyway. Does that, do you get that no, from yeah. people too? That happens. That happens. Yeah, it happens both sides. Like I'll just meet somebody and I'll be way too forward. I'll be like, I'm sorry, we just met, and then they're like, No, no, it's totally fine. And then it happens the other way around where they'll like unload on me. I'm like, I just take it in, and I'm like, in my head, I'm like, Wow, they're really, they're really going, they're going all in. Yeah. Um, and then they ca- they'll catch themselves and be like, I don't know why I just told you all that. And I'm like, Well, it's okay because you told the right person. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing, and I think that's why. I mean, not to get all, I don't want to be too heavy handed with this. But I'm glad you're still here. I'm glad that you didn't kill yourself and that you're like doing the shit to, to turn things around. Because you actually, even before I knew you, 
you brought a lot to my life. I figured out a lot about being vegan and, and just like seeing you on those videos, I was like, oh my God, you know, like being vegan seemed really hard. And here's this super cheerful, like goofy, I mean that in a good way, guy, like sharing his light on YouTube. And it like helped me figure my shit out. So I'm glad you're around to continue being that person. Thanks, man. I am too. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I'm getting a little verklempt right now. We got to wrap it up for real now. Stop it. Um, So I got, we got to wrap this up. Uh, This is probably the best bonus episode ever. Oh, well, it's because I I went, I went all in with my oversharing, I think. Yeah. (laughs) So, okay. Um, Well, let me wrap it up because I got a question. I love it. I've got a question to ask you. I'll do it on the bonus, bonus podcast. Just kidding. Uh, (laughs) Thanks so much for joining me on both podcasts. It's been a pleasure, man. Anytime you want to hang out or chat, you let me know. I will.